When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Neef and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. And I'm here to help you and me clean up our mess so that we can experience more peace in our life and, you know, just get through the day-to-day stuff. We're human. Life is tough. It's hard. It's challenging. And some really bad things happen and some not such bad things happen, but all of it affects our emotions and our body and our perspective. And I'm here to try and help us understand and navigate our way through that. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about what are things that affect our memory and what are four tips that can help us improve our memory. And before we begin, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, just go and subscribe to my Patreon account. Link and details are in the show notes. You can also listen to bonus episodes there and some live Q&As that will be coming up. And one more thing just before we begin, and that is this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. So if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now on to today's podcast about memory. Okay, I get asked a ton about memory, okay? So I want to just read this first part to you. Have you ever read a section of a book, turned the page and, well, forgot what you just read? Or studied hard for an exam or prepped hard for some sort of a meeting and then you can't recall what you spend so much time learning? Why do people struggle to remember things? Well, here's some good news. We're not actually supposed to remember everything. The brain is designed to forget some things and to remember some things. What is important to us, we remember, and what isn't goes away. Now, immediately, as soon as I said that, I know some of you said, I even forget what's important to remember. I know that. And that's because of certain things that we're going through in our life. And and I'm going to give you some tips to handle that. But in general, we're not supposed to remember every article you read, every conversation you have, everything. It's all stimulation coming in. It all develops your mind. It's good to listen. It's good to have an open mind. I cannot stress that enough. Listen to different points of view. Listen to different philosophies. Accept people are different. Don't be scared to have discussions with people that don't think exactly like you or don't believe exactly what you believe or that don't be scared to have in-depth discussions and read stuff. Read extensively. But don't Be hard on yourself if you can't remember every single one of those discussions or every single thing that you read. From that broad, huge silo, you will then siphon down. Think of a, you know, think of a filter. You'll siphon down into what you specifically need to build into your brain as a long-term automatized thought with memories built into a thought because memories grow together. They cluster together into a thought. The thought's the big thing holding the memories. And you will, you want to, and that takes a lot of energy. So you definitely want to be careful about what you spend time building into your brain as a fixed, automatized structural change, wired in neural change in your brain, because it also gets built into changes in your body, in every single cell of your brain and body, changes the cytoskeleton and the DNA. So every memory is in your brain and every cell of your entire body. 
And in addition to that, it's in the gravitational fields of your mind that drive your brain and your body. So that requires a tremendous amount of energy to do all of that. So if we try to remember everything, we don't do anything very well. But if we go from the broad and we decide what we need is important for our life and we focus on that and we build memory and take the time to learn that stuff, that's very important. So for me, and as an example of what I mean by this, obviously I'm in the field of neuroscience and mind-brain research and mental health and this kind of stuff. I also have a tremendous interest in other things. Obviously, there's other areas of life that I'm very interested in. I'm fascinated with politics and I'm fascinated with philosophy. I love reading fiction and I love having conversations and different ways of doing things and, and so on. And so there's a lot that I'm having conversations and that I'm exposed to. But I spend the, I choose deliberately and intentionally to build memory very specifically around my particular field. So if I want to know something about the history of a place or if I want to know some more details about some ancient civilization, I'll go to my eldest daughter and my son and, and they because they extensive have extensive knowledge about that and tremendous interest in that. If I want some specific details about politics that I know I read something about, I'll go and ask my husband because he has he definitely would have remembered that because that's where his interest lies and so on. But when it comes to brain science, mind brain, I'm, I know my stuff. I study that. I spend time. So in that way, I don't stress myself by trying to remember everything. I expose myself and then I know who knows what. So if I want to know more, I can go to them or I can go to the source, a source. But I spend time building my brain and building, which means I'm building my memory around stuff that is very relevant to what I need to function and what grabs my interest, what I'm interested, totally interested in, because then that excites me and helps me to grow forward and improve my memory. And that collectively is growing a very healthy brain in my head and my body, my body cells and so on. So we aren't supposed to remember everything. The brain is designed to forget things that are not useful to us. Indeed, trying to remember everything, as I just said, can cause neurochemical chaos in our neural circuitry. Okay? Because we were designed to selectively remember, or structured, I prefer that word structured, to selectively remember what interests us and what we need for a particular task. My husband's doing his pilot license at the moment, and he tells me about it, but I don't want to know the detail. I'm interested in the general stuff, but I don't want to know the detail because it's going to interfere with what I do need to know. Okay, So there's another example. I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that to think well and manage your mental health your brain needs proper nourishment. But many of us don't have the time to take multiple different products all day long for better brain and body health, more energy and optimized immune systems. This is why I love Athletic Greens. It has just what I need in one drink. Best of all, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, honestly. Athletic Greens has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning when I wake up. Even my husband, who can't stand things that taste too green, loves his Athletic Greens in the morning. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your brain, your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash leaf. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash leaf to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. 
So why do we forget important information? Because we haven't built, we've been trying to remember everything. We haven't focused on that silo effect. We haven't chosen to listen and then choose what, okay, I need this and spend the time building that memory correctly. And that then can cause us to forget what we do need to, what we do need to know. Trying to remember everything can add to that neurochemical chaos that, that will definitely contribute to not good, not building good memory and also can interfere with memories that are in the non-conscious mind because the non-conscious mind has got all these great memories of in, in, grouped into trees, into thoughts in our non-conscious mind, but we can't access them because we've got to get through the subconscious to get to those if our conscious mind's a big mess. So we can't find them. You know, it's like driving, I often use the example of driving through the rain or snow without windscreen wipers. You know, you can't, you can't see. You have to, you know, get some clarity in order to be able to see. And so, therefore, when we have this chaos in our mind, we can't draw on those memories. But when we calm down, sort out the chaos, get the windscreen wipers going, we can suddenly remember things. I'm sure that's happened to you, that you get put on the spot, you're in an anxious moment, you just go blank. And then when you're calm and things have settled down, you remember. And so that's that sort of windscreen wipe example. It kind of blocks the memory being drawn by the conscious mind through the subconscious from the non-conscious mind. Okay, so or we sometimes we just build memory incorrectly. And, and you know, that's a lot of problems people have in an academic environment. For years, I trained teachers how to teach children how to learn and children how to learn and adults how to learn. And I still do that. And I have a great book called Think, Learn, Succeed, where I focus on, on that. We're building a whole cycle into the NeuroCycle app where I have more about how to learn. And that's really critical because you never, never stop learning and you should never stop learning to stop neural degeneration, you need to keep on learning all the time. But not not many people are 100% sure how to learn chunks of information. We, we're learning all the time. Let me just distinguish. We're learning every moment of every day because you're getting new information. So learning is building memory about the day-to-day stuff. But there's specific memory building that goes around learning a skill or an academic content academically or stuff that you need for your job or your work or your academic environment or whatever, where you need to actually learn that stuff and practice that skill and so on. And that's where we need to be very deliberate in teaching ourselves and our children how to learn. So as I said, this is a great source for that. And the more you spend time learning how to learn and practicing that, then the more you develop your memory. It carries over. Fortunately, the way our brain and body are structured is that as we, the more efficiently we use our mind when it comes to things like learning, the more this carries over, it generalizes. We have this generalizability factor that when we get something right, the brain gets so excited and the body gets so excited and the mind-brain-body connection gets so excited that we tend to apply it without even being aware sometimes. So it's our non-conscious mind is driving the conscious driving the conscious mind to do something. So you think you're not aware because consciously you're not aware, but your non-conscious mind is doing what it's supposed to do. And that's why I stress so much. We need to spend time building our non-conscious mind and building these networks in our brain so that we draw on them when we need them, that we don't have to sometimes consciously, oh, what must I do now? It just comes up. And that's a lifestyle approach, okay? And that's that's really how we how we improve memory. So the five steps of the neurocycle that I speak about all the time and that you are familiar with from this book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, the neurocycle app, which is available on iTunes and Google Store, which I strongly and highly recommend, constantly putting great new information in. And that is the same five steps that you use for learning, but you use them differently. Okay, so it's because that's why the five steps are not some technique. 
They're not a sort of one-off little, you know, five tricks. It is a system for getting your messy mind to listen to your wise mind to then change the neuroplasticity of the brain and rewire the neuroplasticity of the brain, and the, which in turn changes the structure of the cells of the body, and that altogether helps you then write that exam, present that presentation, do the stuff that you need to do, okay, that makes you more efficient at what you need to do. Okay, so I'm going to give you basically five reasons with five little tips, kind of a summary of what I've said, but a little bit more specific on how you can improve your memory. And we'll do some more another time because there's lots of things that you can do for memory, but here's some five basic excellent things that you can start changing in your life that I know will help you improve your memory. So the first thing is, and you'll recognize this is also a summary of what I've just said. So number one, chaotic thinking creates neurochemical chaos in your brain and your body and damages the brain, can be healed, okay? And, and that in turn affects memory. So it's always important to take time to think about our thinking. We need to think about our thinking. That's self-regulation. That's mind management that you always hear you talk, me talking about. And control what we allow into our heads. Never let thoughts just wander through your mind without analyzing them and thinking about them. So when I talk about a thinker moment, which I do often, there's different types of thinker moments. There's the thinker moment where you just have a 30-second to a one-second mind wander daydream. And then there's longer think, and that's fine. And then there's longer thinker moments of 30 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes where you would actually daydream and let thoughts wander, but then you would actually take break those moments where you'd start, open your eyes and then write down what the dominant thoughts are so you can start finding the patterns. I did a whole podcast on this. We go back on how to deal with invasive thoughts and intrusive thoughts and ruminating, overthinking, that kind of stuff. Okay? When we let thoughts wander through our mind for longer than a sort of two-minute period without controlling them and, and kind of analyzing them, you move from the benefits, the, couple, the first couple of 30 seconds to two minutes of mind wandering is very brain-boosting, but anything longer, it need, you need to actually be analyzing and watching what's going on. So let your mind wander, what thoughts keep coming up, writing that down. And I recommend, as I said, about 16-minute to 30-minute blocks to do that during the day where you deliberately do that. But let's just say you're going through the day and you didn't know anything about what I'm talking about now and you find that you, you know, put your pen down or you stop typing on your computer and you're just like looking off into space and there's just like such a lot of stuff going through your mind or you're just about to go to sleep and stuff's all going through your mind. You know, especially when you go to sleep, like stop and say, okay, what am I thinking about? What are these thoughts? Have a little journal next to your bed or grab your phone and type it in or however you want to work. And we have neurocycle journals that we will have available soon, but you can just write that. You can just write, you know, and type it into your phone or just grab a journal. So in other words, write that down. You don't have to solve the world's problems in that moment, but just capture them because you get control because whatever's coming up is coming up from the non-conscious mind. So into the conscious mind and the fact that it's actually coming up is a message. Okay, it's telling you something. And if you don't deal with it, it affects your memory because it will affect your sleep it will, or it will affect your next moment of work if it's happening during the day and you're staring off into space. So you want to catch those and do something with them. So those chaotic thinking that isn't managed is going to affect your memory because the chaos doesn't build good networks. It disrupts networks. And it is back to that example of 
the windscreen wipers are not working, so you can't see what you're doing. And it affects the next moments of creativity or sleep or conversation or if you're in an argument or something, you're not going to you know, have much wisdom in that argument. Okay, so focus on the now moment and observe your thoughts and feelings, perhaps writing down your thoughts in a journal to organize them, as I've said. So there's the problem and the little tip. Second thing, toxic schedules. And I have spoken about this a lot as well. But let me remind you, can have a negative impact on your memory. So chaotic thinking. And second one, toxic schedules. I tell you, I am a master of developing toxic schedules and mastering them. And as the years go by, I'm getting better and better. And But I still can fall back into those patterns of toxic schedules. But I know how to self-regulate. So I catch myself super quick when I see, oh gosh, I have gone four hours without enough thinker moments or without a long enough break. Or I'm allowing all my team who need something from me to push me in every direction and I'm going longer than I should. So, and, you know, in the past, I just try to sort of, oh, I must get the work done, or people please or whatever. But I, I don't do that anymore because that affected my memory, my creativity, my productivity. And I'll, and I'll say things like, okay, I know we have to get X, Y, and Z done, but I've reached my limit. And whatever I produce now is not going to be good. So let me take a break and let me do this later, tomorrow, in an hour, now, whatever. And yes, those people might get frustrated or irritated if you say that to them, but they're going to get more frustrated and irritated and you're going to be more frustrated and irritated with yourself if you have allowed yourself to stay in that toxic schedule because your quality is not going to be great. I learned this the hard way and I saw my husband and my eldest daughter are fantastic at monitoring their schedules and I have really listened to them. My husband and my daughter and I've really, and my eldest daughter, and I've really built that in. My other two daughters who also work for me, they are now also learning from my husband and my, and my eldest daughter to really be much more careful about toxic schedules because it will affect your memory. When your conscious mind gets tired and your brain and body get tired, you're going to feel flat, your creativity drops, your memory is going to be affected. And if you push yourself constantly in those toxic schedules, your memory will be affected. And then there's a whole negative cycle that's set up because then there's the worry about my memory and my inefficiency and what's wrong with me and am I degenerating, am I getting Alzheimer's? You know, there's all these things that make you even more fearful which just make the situation worse. So just stop the bus and look at your schedule. As you've heard me say on this podcast many times before, what we eat affects how we think and feel, which is why I'm always on the lookout for great foods for myself and my family. This is why I was so excited to discover Perfect Keto's delicious grain-free cereal. Perfect Keto cereal contains many nutritious ingredients, including almonds, milk protein isolate, medium-chain triglycerides, and bovine collagen. Each serving contains 9 grams of protein and 5 grams of fat, which makes Perfect Keto cereal the perfect breakfast, grab-and-go snack, or easy meal when you don't want to cook. In fact, this is the only cereal formulated with both MCTs and collagen. I love that Perfect Keto only uses clean, minimal ingredient formulations backed by research, which are obsessively tested to be keto-friendly and delicious. All their products are made with real food ingredients to promote better health. No gluten, soy, added sugar, fillers, chemicals, or anything artificial. Visit perfectketo.com forward slash cleaning up and use the code cleaning up at checkout to get 20% off your order today. That's perfectketo.com forward slash clean up with the code cleaning up. The link and details will be in the show notes. So, it's important to take time and rest and not let the clock rule our lives. Or people rule our lives, guys. Give yourself time to breathe. Get a coffee with a friend. Go on a date night. Treat yourself to a spa day. Do whatever it is that you have to do. 
Okay, so third thing, we merge with our environments. Now, what that means is that we are very interactive beings. We, we love stimulation. We, we respond to technology. We respond to movies. We respond to the sunsets. We respond, we merge. Whatever, and whatever draws our attention, we focus on and we merge because it enables us to process this as an entire being, spirit, soul, and body, or mind, brain, body. And, and it makes us you know, experience life. And it's a beautiful thing that we have as humans. But we've got to watch what we're merging with because whatever we're merging with is becoming part of you. And if you merge with it a lot and it's something that's not healthy for you, then you are building toxic patterns into your non-conscious, which become your drivers. And that can make you feel worse. So just watch where your attention is going. Whatever you pay repeated attention to, which is actually called the quantum Zeno effect in quantum physics, is becoming part of your mind, brain, and body. In other words, part of your neural circuitry, part of the cytoskeleton and DNA of your cells, and part of the gravitational fields of your mind, which will in turn influence what you say, what you do, how you feel, how you act, and all that, all the rest of that stuff. And that then feeds back into into your into your mind, and then you like uh, frustrated, whatever, and then the cycle gets going. So basically, we need to because of the plasticity of our brain and our body. Not just our brain; it's not just our brain that's plastic. It's our entire body changes all the time. Okay. And so we need to really watch what we are merging with because that is changing your brain and body and your mind. And that's going to change how you show up. So you can look at how you're showing up to find out how you are, what you're merging with. So how are you showing up? What are you saying and doing most? What are you focusing on? You know, what's coming out of your mouth? What's your perspective? What are your behaviors? How are you feeling in your body? Look at that combination of those signals. And that'll tell you more about the thoughts that you've built which will tell you what you've spent a lot of time, more than 63 days merging. The stronger you're driven by something, or the stronger the behaviors and so on are, the more time you've spent merging. And if it's toxic, you need to unmerge and you need to rewire. And that's going to take cycles of 63 days. Okay? So we merge with our environments because of the plasticity of our brains and bodies. And essentially, our brains respond to our minds how we react to the circumstances of life and whatever we focus on the most will be wired into our brains and influence our mental and physical health. We need to pay attention to the external and internal thoughts because if we keep focusing on our toxic thoughts, they also grow. So that's not just from the outside. You know, it's the ruminations. It's the thoughts. What is, are you constantly pulling up the sad thought because that sadness breeds sadness? It's going to draw up other ones. If this is what you're consciously focusing on, this is attached to a lot of others. And then others will come up and others will come up. I'm getting more trees so that I can demonstrate this better so I can show this is going to pull up other thoughts that it's associated with. So is this. Okay. So, you know, this is okay to bring up lots of stuff. But whatever you're merging on is going to bring up other stuff that you're merging on. So your internal thought life also needs to be monitored. So that's the first thing. Just very quickly, the first thing was chaotic thinking. The second thing is toxic schedules. To- chaotic thinking leads to affects your memory. Toxic schedules affect your memory. What we merge with affects our memories. So in terms of managing that, take a few moments every day to write down what's happening in your life and what you feel and how that affects your thinking. Analyze the relationship between your environment and your thoughts. This is a powerful thing. Analyze the relationship between your between your environment and your thoughts. And you can do this by writing it down, as I'm explaining. And think of ways you can improve your external and internal environments to improve your mental health and and ability to build memory. Now, you can 
do that thing within the 63-day cycle because then you can find what is is it is affecting your memory through to and your goal of that thought of that 63-day thought would be analyzing the relationship between your environment and your thoughts think of ways you can improve your external and internal environments to improve your mental health and your ability to build memory so in other words if your environment is one of constantly reading the pol- the news all day like every version of the news that you can think of and you feel weighed down and you feel like what's the point like it's just like one big huge mess this life then you need to ba- balance that that's definitely affecting that's just a lot of this and so you need to balance that with more of this because every bit of news that you read is biased and you need to be more balanced and you need to reconceptualize and if you're reading only one type of view you know every person every reporter is by bringing it from their point of view and yes things are going on but if that's all you you're not balancing that with what could happen and the good stuff you know that's what that's an example of 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 you merging with an environment that's going to affect your memory so that focus will affect your general memory functioning because it's so negative people age at different speeds and the date on your license may not represent your inner biological age at all If you're looking for ways to extend your health span, improve your mental health and slow down the aging process, many of the keys to health and longevity run in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to boost your metabolism, reduce stress, improve sleep and optimize your mental and physical health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition and supplementation for your body. Add in age 2.0 to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age to see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com/drleaf. That's insidetracker.com/drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Point number four: The average person spends up to eight hours a day. It's probably more using technology. And listen, I'm not against technology. It's fantastic. But it's, and even if you have to spend eight hours a day, I mean, most of us, especially working from home, we are doing that. So I'm not going to tell you to stop doing that. I'm just going to make sure. I'm just going to advise you to monitor it. You know, on my computer, my phone. I mean, this is what we do. So and and Zoom and everything. So you. So basically, we just need to manage that process. Right, so the fast pace of technology can create these toxic addictive patterns, and I know you've heard of those because you get this temporary high and this temporary low. Now that's not bad if it's managed because it can create you know, a sense of excitement and a sense of preparing you to learn. So it's not all bad. Okay, the high that your body goes into healthy stress helps you to anticipate and start the memory building process. The problem is if we don't give ourselves breaks. The brain and the body. I've heard you've heard me say this before. Get tired, but your non-conscious doesn't. So your non and your non-conscious also knows that your conscious and your brain, conscious mind and brain and body will get tired. So your conscious mind does send you warning signals, generally through your emotions, like when you start feeling flat or depressed or you can't, like frustrated. Those are very clear signs that you're that you 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 you're not taking enough breaks from technology. And so you know, the, take a good break, like take you know, get up and move around. Do some push-ups, you know. Uh, go out and get some fresh air. Just look into the, you know, just look into look anywhere else except at technology for a while. Just give yourself those 
logical breaks that you can work into your life. And then you, you'll see I talk a lot about the thinker moments. Those 30-second to two-minute thinker moments. I did a whole podcast on this, are essential in managing technology. Okay, so it's important that we find ways to limit our use of technology. Take the time to go for a long walk in the park, play with your children in the park, read a good book in the bath. You know, those are really great ways of balancing technology. The walking, the playing, the reading of a fiction book. You know, read the book, not on, on your phone. Read a book. Pick up this thing. It's called a book. And read it. Hold the pages. Feel it. You know, sit under a tree and do it. Curl up in a chair by the fire and, 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 and read the book. Play. Play with your dogs. Run in the park. Force yourself to go for that walk when you just don't feel like it. Because, you know, if technology is used incorrectly, you physically drain it. Just everything becomes too much of an effort. Force yourself. Make that effort to you know, sit down and play and laugh. and Chat about stuff. That's chat, Go chat with your family, your kids, your friends about... Fun stuff, a movie, watch a movie and then talk about it, that kind of stuff. Then the fifth thing, some medications, particularly psychotropic drugs, things like antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, antipsychotics and stimulants that should not be used chronically, should be used only acutely to take the edge off, used long term. They can cause atrophy, shrinkage of the brain, and they've been scientifically shown to cause memory issues in amongst a myriad of other issues that can affect the systems and organs of the body. So always weigh the risks and benefits of these medications with a medical professional. I do have some incredible podcasts coming up with incredible people that know a lot, that have done or do direct research in understanding the impact of psychotropic drugs. And one of those is Jana Moncrief, and she works with people like Mark Horowitz. There's Sam Tamimi. There's a lot of people you'll see. If you just go and Google Jana Moncrief, she's going to be interviewed soon on my podcast. And you, if you see her, if you just Google her, you'll see the kind of people that she works with. There, there is, there's a whole host. Mad in America is another great website to find out more about the impact of psychotropic drugs on our brain and on our memory. Okay, and that's not the only kind of drug that, that can affect your memory. There's different medications that we need maybe for heart issues, autoimmune, et cetera, that can also affect your memory. So whatever medication you're on, don't just go and stop it. Go ask your doctor what the side effects are. And if memory is a potential side effect, then be, count, be, be proactive and make sure that you get into a program of brain building. And I teach you how to do brain building, in which we should do anyway every day, in this book and also in this book. Okay, in two different ways. Here's for pure brain. This is for insurance kind of resilience brain building. And this is for learning how to learn brain building. I'm learning hard stuff, trying to memorize memorize. Um, memorize and understand large chunks of work and so on. But those are very important that you that you do that as a lifestyle, the brain building. So you're proactive. So if you are on a medication that does have a potential side effect of memory, you are balancing right up front. And that's a great way of managing the process. Okay, so it's important to remember that the brain can heal, change and grow new brain cells. Remember that, okay? So yes, certain drugs will damage brain cells. But you can, through stimulation of your mind, you can stimulate your brain and you can grow new brain cells. Memory is not fixed, okay? The more we learn to use our brain in a healthy way by thinking, by, by doing these things that I have been telling you, brain building, the detoxing, all the stuff that I teach, the neurocycle, these are all, as you do them, you are 
growing new brain cells. You are improving the neural wiring. You're improving the cells in your body. You're taking control of things like telomeres, which determine biological age and that kind of stuff. That's what my stuff is going to do for you. It's going to help you to manage those things in all the different aspects. So memory is not fixed and determined. The more we learn to use our, our brain in a healthy way, by thinking in this way, building memory, detoxing the brain, and then also focus on building good habits of eating. There's so many different ways that you can eat. Work out what works for you best. I'm never going to tell you to just eat one way. Work out what works for you, and that's the best for you. Get into you. We do need to move. Get into an exercise. Plan. I mean, there's all such logical stuff that we know, but your mind drives all of that. You have to work on your mind alongside those others. Just working on your diet and exercise without your mind is not going to help you. So I hope this has given you some more hope for your memory because you can always improve your memory. And that's the message that I want to leave you with. Thank you for joining me today. See you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.